0: Operation Confidence proudly presents America's Invisible Heroes Talk Radio Show. Tune in weekly on Sundays from 2 p.m. to 3:30 p.m. Pacific Time, with your host Consuela Mackey, co-host Air Force veteran Matt Davidson, announcers Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment segment host Charles Whitehead. U.S. Army Veterans and Strategies for host segment host, Dr. Kathy Cash. U.S. Army Veterans and Lifelines for Women Veterans, segment host, Martha Elena Varela. National Director of Faith Services, chaplain, and Veterans in Recovery, segment host, Anthony Attenborough. And U.S. Air Force Veterans and Incarcerated to Success, segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information, or to be a guest on our show, email info at Operation Confidence, America's invisible here.
2: Welcome everyone, and thank you for tuning in to America's Invisible Heroes, a show that is dedicated to our veterans and their families. Yes, I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, executive director of a grassroots nonprofit organization called Christian Conference. I'm not a veteran, but my heart goes out to our American heroes, especially those who are, are disabled and have experienced homelessness. For those who are new to the show, Operation Confidence American Invisible Heroes will establish to provide a platform for our veterans to be able to share their experiences, heartfelt stories, resources, and challenges. Now, we have a a new format for the show. Operation Confidence American Invisible Heroes uh, has changed our format. And each week, we're going to highlight one or two of our guests. Uh, they will also be welcome to bring on a guest of their own. Now, before we go any further, I would like to have Taylor to introduce the co-host for today. Take it away, Taylor.
3: Of course, we have US Army Reserve veteran, Charles Whitehead, who is a board member and segment host for entertainment. We also have Anne Monahue and her Rosie's Movement.
2: Okay, well, you know who we're going to highlight today is mm-hmm. Ann Montague. She has the Rosie's movement, and her amazing guest is Miss Cora Davis Boyd, who is actually a Rosie, and her daughter, Kathleen, Kathleen Dockett. So we'll go from there, that, and that's actually Dockett. Okay, Mm -hmm. so take away Taylor and introduce Anne and then we'll go on
3: from there. Of course, so Anne is a Rosie's daughter and some of her most, or some of her first memories are about the home front war effort, saving Greece and taking it to the store to be used in the war effort, their large victory garden and her mother going to work in the morning feeling well but coming back dizzy from inspecting lenses at what they called the war factory. Rosies are the surviving women who worked on the home front for the war efforts during World War II. We encourage people to find them, learn what they did then, and get Americans to work with them now, though they are above 90 years old, to do projects that leave a lasting record of their legacy. Each Rosie is different, and each story has that human touch. And when you put their stories together about what they did during the war, their legacy is more than one story. Thus, their legacy is to do today what they did in World War II, which is to pull together to do the highest quality work to keep and use our freedom.
4: Anne's guest you. today is Dr. Kathleen Dockett, EdD, who will introduce her mother, beloved, her beloved mother, Mrs. Cora Davis Boyd, who is 104 years young. She's a rosy who right. served. In World War II in the defense industrial sector. <clears throat> Boy was born in 1919 in Birmingham, Birmingham Alabama. She was the third of seven offspring eventually gifted to Charlie and Helen Jenkins. As part of the great migration of African Americans, Cora's family migrated to the south side of Chicago in the 1920s in search of a better life. Cora graduated from Wendell Phillips High School. There she met her husband to be Howard Allen Davis whose family had migrated from Cleveland, uh, Mississippi, to Chicago's South Side. There's a Cleveland, Mississippi? Okay. Yeah. It uh, yeah, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Howard and Cora married in 1937 and had the first of two children in 1938, Irvin Davis and a second child, Kathleen, in early 1942. Later in 1942, Cora joined the, w- the World War II effort at Universal Wheel and Amp, Abrasives Corporation, located in Chicago. This company manufactured grinding wheels and other abrasive uh, products for the precision finish, finishing of metal components that went into military weapons and equipment systems. At Universal Wheel, Cora was eventually promoted to quality control supervisor and inspector. Cora served there for seven years, several years while her hmm. husband, Howard, was stationed in Hawaii, and the U.S. Marine Corps as a military police officer. After the conclusion of World War II, Cora worked 40 years in the federal government and ICC and the Department of Agriculture. Cora later remarried to Samuel Boyd in 1983. Later, she moved to Washington, D.C. in 2012 to spend retired years with her daughter, Dr. Kathleen Dockett, me, Davis. Is that right? Correct. Okay, and the maiden before, name is Davis. Okay, uh, so the lab, the, it's, but N E E is correct, right? Oh, I don't yes. want to. Okay, that's uh, Dr. Kathleen Dr. Nee Davis, and to be closer assigned grandchildren and great grandchildren. Taylor, go ahead, take it away.
3: Dr. Kathleen
5: Dockett uh, uh Do you have a picture of Cora in the plant? I don't know if you wanted to show that now. Yes, if you, please. Show that later. No, if do it, you know. it now picture of her in the plant with her and also it's a picture of her and her husband who was a one of the first black marines in the united states stationed in uh hawaii trained in what was it uh montfort
2: Oh, montfort point yes yes we have a few, few of our colleague members in this montfort point Yes, exactly. And so that, that picture, it, you going to show it. the picture?
5: Who
3: has it, Taylor of Charles? While well, Charles is um, getting it, I'll continue reading.
4: Okay. Now, That's which... The one I, with... with the bio little stuff? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, let me pull that up. Go ahead, Can, uh, you read and I'll find it here.
3: Okay, Dr. Kathleen Dockett is a professor emeritus of psychology with 40 years tenure in the Department of Psychology at the University of the District of Columbia um, and a retired licensed psychologist. Her identity is that of a community peace psychologist, which which reflects the integration of her education and practice experience in counseling, educational administration, clinical and community psychology, and many years working for peace and social justice. As a psychologist and as a socially engaged Buddhist, Her life work represents a deep commitment to fostering cultures of peace where human rights are respected and discrimination and oppression um, and oppression are eliminated. Dr. Dockett is married with one one son and a devoted caregiver for her 104-year-old mother and her 91-year-old husband. Okay, before we go any Mm -hmm.
2: further, I would like to see... uh uh rosie boy's picture please very good now that was an amazing accomplishment uh dr Dockett. you want to tell us more about that or ashley uh sweetheart boy
5: this uh <laughs> um this picture is um of my mother when she was 23 years old and entered the World War II uh, effort, uh, work effort at the uh, factory. Um, It says there she was a universal wheel and abrasives corporation supervisor, um, and that her work history there was 1942 to 1945. One of the extraordinary things that Anne Montague pointed out to me, based upon her research in identifying and finding and interviewing Rosie's across the nation, that this Cora is the first African-American supervisor that she has known about. The first African-American inspector as well. Is that correct, Rosie? And
1: uh, actually, there were inspectors, but she is the first Rosie that I have met and that I know about who actually <laughs> trained and supervised other people and especially men.
0: <laughs> so and she's
1: a very exceptional if she's if she's not unique, she's extremely rare
5: and and not only trained and supervised them, but um, I forgot my point. Here in the picture uh, adjacent to her is my handsome father, Howard Allen Davis, who was entered the Marine Corps at the same time, 1942, that Cora entered the World War II work effort. And he was stationed in Hawaii Islands as a military police. In the lower part of this picture, it's amazing that why we need to save pictures. In the left hand side, the lower left, there's my mom on the right there with yes. And who are you standing next to, mom? Who is
6: this man here? That's um, Pete, Pete my, my supervisor.
5: And so, uh, So we'll come back later on in the questioning uh, for some more information about why did Pete select Cora? Why do you think he selected you? We'll come back to that. And here on the right-hand bottom side is Cora is right. She's on the left in the middle of the the men there. Yes. Right there. there Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's uh, on the floor of the plant and she's uh, supervising and inspecting um the work that is going on. Amazing, amazing. Yeah.
2: She was the only
5: African American supervisor at that time, right? According to Ann's research, she and knows. what I know right. of Ann, Anne's research is very thorough and very careful. That's right, so, she is. Uh, until up to this point, uh you are you are That's- the only supervisor, African American supervisor we know about.
2: Right. We would love to hear from Miss Cora. You have anything to say to add to that? You're such a precious person and have have such an amazing history.
1: (laughs) Cora, I have a question. (laughs) Let's go let's go back to high school. Tell us about being on the the football, the baseball team. Tell us about playing baseball in
6: high school. So how did it come to pass that you played baseball?
5: You that you were the only girl on an all boys team. Were you a tomboy? No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
5: She does.
6: She
1: look like a tomboy? No, no, she does not.
6: No.
5: <laughs> so I understand the the game was. Uh, you could watch the game from the fourth floor built of the building in which you lived right and you often watch the game yes <laughs> and did i think you she at one
1: point uh, i'm
5: sorry did it look like something that you were able to do yes so what what did you what did you do i playing
6: ball, you asked the captain. I asked the captain, could I play on that team? And he said, yes, and I did play. Oh my goodness. And were there any challenges
5: to you? Did anybody challenge you? You played, what what, uh, position did you play? Center field, uh-huh. You play center field, correct? Center field. <laughs> did any folks on the other team challenge you? Yes.
6: What happened? Tell us. Um, one uh, fella on the other team challenged me, and uh,
5: what did he say? He told you if you continue to catch his high fly balls and strike him out. What was
2: he, what did he say? He was going to beat your A.
6: meet my A. And I told him that I had a brother. Uh-oh. Was uh, <laughs> uh, on the team. And he says, well, I will beat his egg Oh my goodness. If he catches my ball. And that's the way it went. And who did what anybody's happened? egg get beat
4: up? Did you catch did, him? Did you catch his balls? Did,
5: did you catch his balls again? Yes.
6: <laughs> and then I um uh, I caught his walls and put him out. <laughs> oh my goodness.
4: <laughs> did, he, did, he, did he try to follow through with his threat?
6: <laughs> did he try to hit you? Beat beat your A. <laughs> well he told and I told him that I had a brother uh on the team. Mm-hmm. And he told him, um, told me that he would uh, beat his A if he, if he caught his balls. But did he ever? But he didn't catch his balls.
5: And 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 you continued to strike him out, didn't you? Yes. You can't bully this woman. <laughs> There's no bullying here. Okay. Survive. What she thinks is right and what she's supposed to do in her job, right? All right, no. I mean,
1: that's the Rosie the River the Standard right there. <laughs> do, do your job and do it well and don't make anybody, don't let anybody give you any trouble. That's right. That's the way the Rosies were. Isn't that a beautiful story?
3: No, so what other questions
1: it. do you all have for Cora? I see. You have some
3: questions for her, Taylor. So, Cora, why do you think you were chosen to train men? We talked about that and she shared some of her
5: ideas and asked me to share them with you because... Mm-hmm. She felt it was a mix of the skills she had developed and learned and got integrated into her personality style of relating to men in particular, though yeah. so she was the second born. Um, I'm, uh, she was the second oldest sibling in the family of children. There were six children. She was the second oldest and she was the oldest girl. She had to help her mother in the kitchen with dinners, just preparation of meals for that size family, you can imagine, required more than grandma could do.
3: Yes.
5: And so, um, and her father was also very strict and instructed that every, anybody working in the kitchen with food would better wash their hands, otherwise they were gonna be in trouble, right? Right. And that trouble was really serious. You yes. you learned how to avoid ever getting in trouble, is that
6: right? Yes. And how did you <laughs> really avoid that? washing your hands before you uh, wash the dishes or serve the food. So she
5: learned how to do what she was told. She learned to follow the rules. And she helped her brothers and sisters who are all younger than her, except for one, to also follow the rules. So basically, she became the leader of her siblings, and so, this is reflected in what Pete could see at the factory. She was very comfortable negotiating with boys to get on the team. She didn't know how to play center field. <laughs> but she told him that you could do it, right? Yeah. And he believed you. Yeah. So, she was good with negotiating uh, with men and boys. I was mm-hmm. a part of her family upbringing. And exactly. On the job, she followed Pete's orders. She told, with when Pete told her, this is what you told me, when Pete told you what the rule was, you remembered what the rules were. And you told the men, this is the rule. This mm-hmm. is what you have to do. Right. So she, she enjoyed her work. Um, the work got done. Uh, nobody, there was no fighting going on. <laughs> with right. her, with her uh, white male um, uh, employees and she was supervising, they got along beautifully. And, and that legacy—that's the point of legacy—and that we want to pass on to the future—is that the differences between us are much smaller than the commonalities. They right.
1: Really? <clears throat> Amen, that's- brother. Amen, brother.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wasn't she in the newspaper? uh
2: yes and if we have also, that on the bring that up on the screen i was
5: going to talk about that when you asked me to share my favorite memory
2: which i can do right now yeah well we're talking about this famous lady here that broke all barriers i love it. there she go <laughs> 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 Isn't that cute? Oh my gosh, she's all dressed up. I'm cute. Where was, she? oh, that was her birthday party, huh?
5: That was her centennial birthday party. The theme what? was, was um, uh, the Roaring Twenties because she was born 1919. Right. So the theme was the Roaring Twenties, and it was uh, the great Gatsby era, era mm-hmm. with the, the fringe dresses and women smoking, women's uh, revolution and evolution mm-hmm. and breaking out. And so this is actually my favorite memory. Uh, And there are many, but this is the most golden memory that I have was when my mother on the occasion of the cusp of her 100th birthday, became a member of the SGI USA. That's the Soka Gakkai International USA. It's a lay Buddhist organization devoted to individual happiness and to world peace. And she joined this in the small, the cutout picture, the small picture. That is her becoming a member, thank you. Whoever zoomed in, that's just beautiful. Uh, Becoming a member and such joy. And who's there beside her, but her her loving daughter. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, and it turned out that Cora was the thought to be the first person, again, and a first. Uh, first person in the USA to join uh, the Buddhist organization